Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard. And joining me, as always, is the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the Mil Mascris to my Jushin Thunderlager. No yob. No yob? No yob. No yob. <laughs> what a great story that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, just... Uh, Real quick, that's from uh, Mil Mascaris and not wanting to uh, do the job mm-hmm. and what eliminating himself at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> no one can throw me out. That would be that'd be bad. That'd be bad. That'd be doing the job. But I'll, I'll eliminate myself. <laughs> anyway, how you doing today, Steve? I, I'm doing all right. Hey, I was watching on the WWE Network, which we'll talk more about later. But I was watching from the home video classic section section. Uh, WWF grudge matches from 1986. Mm. Quite the interesting match. Bruno San Martino versus superstar Billy Graham. On commentary, Gorilla Monsoon. Hey. The referee, Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, interesting. interesting. The gorilla to his gorilla. Wow. Yeah. That's that's wrestling inception right there. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It was it was quite the ordeal. It's, Can't it's, really complain about the referee. It's the Firefly Funhouse car- before the Firefly. Fun it House was. Match. It was. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you texted me. You said you really enjoy in that uh, classic section. I discovered it too late, it seems. But yeah, I, um, I I'm loving. It, it's all the VHS tapes that were advertised in WWF magazine when I was a kid that I could never find at my local ah. video store to watch, and then it was all the ones in the '90s that you and I rented all the time from yeah. beyond video mm-hmm. in Tazewell, Virginia. They're all on there. The super tapes, the wrestle fest, all that stuff. It's on there and I'm loving it. And I just, I just discovered it like two weeks ago and uh, I, I'm watching as much as I can. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll get yeah. into what those comments mean uh at the end of the show yeah but uh we're gonna kick things off of course we got our three count as always it was my challenge this week and it was your three favorite masked superstars um and yeah since i challenged i guess uh you have to go first this is a little tough tougher than you thought a little bit there weren't really as many to choose from as i thought when i really got down to it um not that I saw a lot of, because, you know, I didn't grow up watching a lot of Lucha Libre or a lot of stuff out of Japan. So I didn't have as many as I as I would have thought. But I've got it. I've got it. My number three. Uh-huh. Um, it's Rey Mysterio. I mean, it's Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Um, I, I, do I even need to explain why Rey Mysterio is on my list? Uh, he's, <laughs> he's Rey Mysterio. Uh, you all know who he is. You know why he's great. Um, you all love him to some degree. Nobody hates Rey Mysterio. Um, Batista still thinks we hated him at the Royal Rumble when Daniel Bryan didn't come out. And I swear to you, Batista, we were not booing Rey Mysterio. We were booing the booking of the Rumble. Um, 
I mean, he, he's the most iconic masked wrestler of all time. Sorry, Mo Mascaris. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing the ob to Ray here. Um, <laughs> and he, he can do it all. He, he can wrestle with smaller people. He can wrestle with giants. He can wrestle tag, singles. Um, there's nothing Ray can't do. And so uh, he had to be on my list. Yeah, so, yeah, my number three is right. That's a great choice. Um, he 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 unfortunately is not on my list, but that is not a slight to him at all. Uh, you're right; he is probably the greatest mass wrestler in history. I loved Ray's ability, as we say, when he would wrestle. It didn't matter what size the opponent was. You know, he's he's still wrestling. Yes. Well, yeah. So he's still wrestling. <laughs> um, when he, he does, die? did uh, I not know? Did I miss something? No, 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 no. Um, okay. But over the course of his career, I, I like how he always made it believable that yeah. he could win because sometimes on paper, you'd be like, there is no chance someone that size versus, you know, like a big show mm-hmm. or JBL. Mm-hmm. And he was like, there's no way he can win. Um, but he would make you, he would draw you in and you would believe it. And when he, when he did it, you were just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. David's, you know, slayed the Goliath. It was yeah. awesome. It's all in the approach. It's it's all in the psychology of it. And if you wrestle the right style, you can make anything believable. Yeah, and I, I personally, I really love early, like, Rey Mysterio Jr. when he mm-hmm. was going with the junior on his name in WCW. Some ECW, of those, too. Yeah. Oh, ECW, too, yes. Yeah. The, some of those cruiserweight matches, like with Hoovy and Psychosis mm-hmm. or just... And uh, Eddie. Eddie. Oh, and yep. Dean. Can't forget. Yeah, yeah. Some of the, yep. the Rey and Dean matches were just insane. I still remember yep. my favorite spot was uh they're on the top rope and Malenko had him I guess like in a fireman's carry and he jumped off he was seated on the top rope and he jumped off tossed Ray up and then without hands like a no a no look no catch knee gut buster yeah landing and it was just like oh my it was one of the first times I'd seen something that crazy and I was like wow yeah but yeah so much love for Ray we love Ray um a very good pick. My number three, um, a luchador, though. Uh, my number three, the only luchador on my list, unfortunately. Um, but it has to be, and I have to g- shout out to our buddy Nate, friend of the show, um, the chairman of WCW. It's got to be La Parca. La Parca. Yeah. La Parca, just, he was so entertaining. Um, I mean, you know, probably not the best win loss record. <laughs> definitely not the best win loss record especially not in wcw um but uh some of my favorite moments from that cruiserweight division he was always involved in and mostly for pure entertainment he'd come out and he'd do that that little dance on top of the chair but the moment that always sticks out in my head is there it's like a six-man uh tag and it's uh la parka silver king i think hoovy was in there psychosis ray possibly um and uh, I think Alex Kidd, because they had him as a cruiserweight at one point, um, or Wonder Kid, or whatever they call it. Oh, him. Alex Wright. Alex Wright. Alex Wright, the Wonder Kid. That's I didn't know it. who you were talking about. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Um, but there's a moment where La Parka's on the outside, and Silver King goes for a suicide dive through the ropes. And La Parka just picks up a chair and kind of hits him like he's swinging a bat at a baseball. Yeah. And when Silver King hits the chair, he just drops straight down. So I'm like, yeah, there was a little bit of force behind that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I liked, sure. I liked his look. 
too. Yeah. The, the the skeleton motif. I don't know if it was maybe Day of the Dead, perhaps yeah. that he was going for or something there. But yeah, he definitely had a a unique look and a unique presence. Yeah, but that's why he's my number three. He just entertained the crap out of me. I love La Parca. Excellent. All right. My number two, promise you, not on your list. In fact, just to make sure I wasn't forgetting anyone, I looked up a list of masked wrestlers, not on the list. People wow. don't think about this, but I will fight anyone who, 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 who challenges me because this counts, Tim. Okay. It okay. counts. My number two, the killer bees. The killer bees did not come to the ring wearing masks. No, they made their masks part of their stories, of their matches. Because when they were having a rough time, they would go to the outside, they would put on their masks, come up, you couldn't tell who was who, you didn't know who was legal, and they'd switch in and out, and they were faces. <laughs> they were faces, and people <laughs> loved it, and it worked. And so they, the mask wasn't just a look for them, it was a character for them, and it was a, a it was a strategy for them within the, the kayfabe stories of their matches. And they were as well known for the masks as they were for anything else, for their drop kicks and for their bumblebee tight uniforms, uh, black and yellow stripes. Um, and I, they don't get enough credit, by the way, uh, from the eighties, you hear all the tag teams, heart foundation, demolition, British Bulldogs. People don't mention the killer bees as much, but they should because they were right there in the mix. They were never champions, but they were right there in the mix. B. Brian Blair, jumping Jim Brunzel. By the way, an aside here, B. Brian Blair. Um, two things about B. Brian Blair. First, I met the killer bees um, yeah. a while back, and his signature was the saddest signature I've ever gotten. Oh, no. They signed it, and you know, you're there's a there's a line, so you take your signature and you keep going, and you don't, you know, you talk to them for a moment. When I looked back at the signature later, it said, "Thank you for your help," and that just made me sad. Oh man, is are things that bad for B. Brian Blair? I hope not. Um, but they were really nice, both B. Brian Blair and Jumpin' Jim Brunzel, really nice guys. But what I was originally going to say, B. Brian Blair was on the Herb Abrams episode of Dark Side of the Ring, where they were talking about UWF and the promoter Herb Abrams, um, who passed away because he got too deep into his partying lifestyle. Everybody said he was a, a really nice guy, great, the best of intentions, but just couldn't stop the partying in it, and it eventually killed him. And uh, towards the end, this shouldn't be funny, Tim, but it's hilarious, Tim. Um <laughs> Towards the end of the episode, B. Brian Blair's talking, and um, he's he's reminiscing about Herb Abrams because he knew him, and he says um, at the, something along the lines of "I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but the 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 punchline here I'm not paraphrasing. I will never forget it because I laughed out loud at the most inappropriate time." <laughs> um, he said, "At the end of the day." Herb Abrams died doing what he loved the most. I thought he was going to say wrestling or promoting wrestling. It's not what he said. He said, at the end of the day, Herb Abrams died doing what he loved the most. Cocaine and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't see it coming. And that is one of my favorite lines I've ever heard. 
and I shouldn't have laughed, but you're laughing and I am too. Cause it was so funny and he didn't mean for it to be funny. He wasn't trying to be funny, but it was so funny. And so I'll, I'll remember that from B. Brian Blair too. But uh, yeah, anyway, Killer Bees, the masks were part of their character. I loved how they used them. And uh, when they pulled the masks out, they often won their matches. And so they got my number two spot. That's an awesome choice. I had completely forgotten about that until you brought it up. And I do remember those matches where they would go get those masks. That is that is an awesome. That's a deep, deep cut. And I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Once once they put their heads under the, the ring apron and the crowd knew what they were doing, that they were the the buzz the buzz the buzz <laughs> the, the buzz started to build in the arena and uh yeah it got a reaction it worked that's awesome and as far as that uh, anecdote and story i mean sometimes the truth however tragic can be hilarious yeah <laughs> and it was <laughs> yeah. um but that's an awesome number two my number two well hellfire and brimstone here comes kane it's kane uh i mean Again, much like Ray, it's like, do we really have to explain why Kane is on the list? He right. is the man. Now, um, Glenn Jacobs, uh, the actual man under the mask. Uh, and of course, he got rid of the mask later on um, and has gone back to it here and there. Uh, but that debut at, uh, was it Bad Blood? Mm-hmm. 1997, yep. With uh, Michaels and Taker and the mm-hmm. first Hell in a Cell. Yep. Yep. And he comes out, rips the door off, comes in. He's got Paul Bear there. And just, I remember it was just like, ooh, oh my goodness. Because, you know, they talked about uh, Undertaker's brother uh, for building up to it. And then we finally got to see it. And I mean, his career has just been amazing. Um, Hall of Fame, without a doubt. Oh, easily. Yeah. Without a doubt. And that's and that's including the fact that the man was a fake diesel and an evil dentist. Uh, <laughs> yep, and a Unabomber. That's right, the Unabomber. Yeah. Oh good. Unabomb is what he went. Oh, by. Oh Unabomb. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and now he's uh, what mayor? Uh, yeah, I think it's technically deputy mayor of Knox deputy- County, Tennessee. Yeah. But they always say mayor, so I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, One of the yeah. largest. Uh, I have technically met bigger men than Kane, but I have not met anyone that feels bigger than Kane. Like standing next to Kane, I felt like I was five years old. Wow. He is so massive and so tall. Uh, he feels bigger than anyone, even people that are bigger than him. I don't know how to explain it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. For me, it's the big show. Um, now that's, mm. and now, cause I yeah. haven't, I don't, I haven't had a chance to meet Kane or see him in person. Yeah. I did get a chance to meet the big show. And I remember I shook his hand and I couldn't see mine. <laughs> yeah. His hand was so freaking big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no, Kane just, you can't say enough about him. The storied career, the stuff with the undertaker, the brothers of destruction, uh, him and X-Pac, just so many different iterations of Glenn Jacobs and always entertaining and just a monster in the ring. And one of the best entrances ever oh yeah and best theme songs too yes entrance music is fantastic uh we're telling a lot of stories here today but you reminded me of another one do you remember when we you and i were going to i don't know which event it was we went to quite a bit during the Mm -hmm. attitude era but it was just the two of us and it was in greensboro Mm -hmm. and uh we were killing time at the mall before the event it was a raw or a pay-per-view and um do you remember the woman who saw our shirts 
Yes, we were having lunch in the food court. <laughs> I had the cane shirt on. Uh-huh. And you had the Austin 316. <laughs> yep. And I remember uh she kept kind of looking at us, looking at us. And then I think we were getting up. We were done. We were getting we ready were to leaving. go. Mm-hmm. And she stopped. She was like, or she asked us if we knew what John 316 meant, or she asked us what Austin 316 meant. Yeah, she was there with her family too. And you could tell they were mortified by all of this. Yes. Yeah. It's like you're embarrassing us, mom. But th- she's looking. You can tell she's super religious, which is fine, but she yes. was definitely taking an affront to our two shirts. Yours that was like Hellfire and Brimstone. Yeah, and mine, had, which was Austin 316. Mine had a big flaming cross that was part <laughs> of like the K and Kane. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and yeah, she uh she she quoted John 316. Yep. And she asked me because I was the one wearing the shirt, what Austin 316 was. And I was like, I don't think you want me to tell you. <laughs> and she's yep. like, no, I want to know. And her family was like, no, you don't want him to tell you, mom. <laughs> and she was like, no, what does Austin 316 mean? And I said, Austin 316 says I just, just whipped, whipped your ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> and she her, was like, oh, dear. Her eyes got so big. Like, oh, I was like, you ask, lady. We tried to warn you. Your family tried to warn yep. you. Oh, goodness. Uh, uh, good times. Yes, that was, those are great times. Oh, yep. man. All right. My turn, I guess, right? Yes, yes. All right. My number one. My number one. Uh, probably not a huge surprise. I even alluded to him last week. I got to go with Mankind for my yeah. number one. Um, uh, also, we all knew what he looked like under the mask, and it really yeah. didn't even conceal much of his face. It was part of the character, um, and he made it work. Uh, the original idea when he came in was to always be Mankind. Uh, that's what Vince wanted. This is who you are now. But Foley was so good at everything that he did that you know he eventually branched out into the other characters and eventually to himself. Um, but he made Mankind work when nobody else could have made Mankind work. And part of it was the look and the mask. And uh, it just completed the character. And uh, he's one of my all-time favorites. I, I never saw him do something that I didn't like and didn't enjoy. Yeah, uh, I agree. What a, uh, what a great number one. Um, Foley is iconic. Um whether as Mankind, Cactus Jack, even Dude Love. Uh, Love, yeah. I mean, he's Mrs. Foley's little boy. Baby. And uh, baby boy, yeah. And I remember when he first came in um, and he was, uh, he came in basically as a foil for The Undertaker. Yep. And I remember it's like his second or third match and he beats The Undertaker. Their first match. Well, their first match together that we were at King of the Ring. Yes, I meant like man. It was like mankind's like only his like second or third big match. Big, big match. Yeah, like non non enhancement talent. He debuted the night after WrestleMania twelve, which was in April. So he had a few months, but it was one of his first big matches. Yeah, yeah. And he goes in against the Undertaker and gets the victory, and we're all just like, "Whoa, Mm -hmm. this dude is serious." And And this is this is at a time like I, I wasn't really familiar with Cactus Jack and his earlier stuff yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was very new to me. And I was like, oh, wow, this guy, he's scary. And the way he was portrayed was very much in a, with a horror motif. And it was great. It really yeah. worked. Um, 
but yeah, everything he's ever done, I've loved. I know we've both met him. We've both yeah. uh, seen the show, his touring show. He, he pulled did. me up to demonstrate a vertical suplex. Yes. He, I, I was vertical suplexed by Mick Foley. How, how does it top? How do I ever top that? I know, right? That's, when it comes to being a wrestling fan. Yeah. Yeah. My interaction, not quite as cool, but it was neat uh, when I was talking to him and he was signing one of three pictures that they had there. And one of them was Hell in the Cell. And I was like, man, I wish the picture would be about 10 rows to the right. <laughs> yeah. you could We would have been in it. <laughs> yeah. And I told him, I was like, yeah, I was right there. Uh, we watched you get thrown off there right from the front row. And um, it was like, we thought you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> like legitimately yeah he's like yeah a lot of people did (laughs) yeah i'll talk about somebody else later who i thought was legitimately dead too yeah but uh yeah wonderful number one pick yeah mick foley awesome um my number one of course uh he's gonna shock the world it is the shot and i'm just kidding i'm not (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were going there i thought you were gonna do it no no that is one of my all-time favorite moments in wrestling history master but for all the wrong reasons right um but no my number one is stand back there's a hurricane Mm -hmm. coming through shane helms the hurricane uh we're both huge marvel superhero comic book fans uh and when he debuted this character i was immediately taken to it it was so over the top so ridiculous um everything to when he added um what was was it rosie rosie (laughs) yep and mighty molly and mighty molly uh the superhero in training which that you know Uh yeah Uh, we should we should find that woman and tell her what that means yes yes we should um (laughs) save that for the after hour show um (laughs) but yeah no loved shane and like some of his interactions in the past couple years when he's come in uh for the rumble in a special guest spot it's it it's always fun the crowd always pops um and he, he still does the gimmick uh, to a T. Uh, my favorite one was when he came in. I guess it was, was it Cena and, oh, no, no, it was Austin and The Rock. Mm-hmm. And he came in and he tried to choke slam them both at the same mm-hmm. time. And they both just like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he was that great comedy character. But, I mean, Shane Helms was a hell of a wrestler and a hell of a hand in the ring. Um, yeah. So, I mean, even though, yeah, he never quite made it to the top, although I think he was, I think Shane Helms might have been cruiserweight champion in WCW for a little while, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was part of three count over there, and they yeah. had to run towards towards the end of WCW. Yeah, he, he didn't quite leave that boy band gimmick to be world champion like a couple other boy band gimmick members have done. <laughs> right, right. Um, but uh, 3MB, where you at? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, love Shane Helms, love the hurricane, um, love the entrance, the backstage vignettes when he would just kind of swoosh away. Yeah. <laughs> try to make it try to make you think he was flying in and out, which was awesome. But yeah, I love Shane Helms. Yeah. The yeah. Hurricane great Twitter follow away. too. Really? Yes, he's a great Twitter follow. He, he's yeah, he's great on Twitter. And I believe so, now he's a backstage producer, I think now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he they they let him go earlier in the year and then they brought him back. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that was good. I guess it's uh, my turn for yes, next week. It is. All right. So I've got several options here, but I think I want to know 
And this might be a little difficult, but it won't be as difficult as yours from before. <laughs> we're, not talk, we're not talking enhancement talent difficult. I want to know your top three favorite guest referee spots. Ooh. I like it. Usually I have my top one and it's easy. And then I have to think I have my top two. My top two are done. I've got to figure out a third one. Is is one of them um, gorilla commenting on gorilla? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it might be now. (laughs) Um. (laughs) That is awesome. I do like that. I like that. uh, I like that category. That is amazing. All right. That'll be a fun one for next week guest referee spots everybody out there think about it let us know yep um getting to the show proper of course we do have to start with a little bit of sad news unfortunately um this past week we lost a a legend um jim crockett jr uh passed away and i mean we wouldn't have i don't think wrestling would be where it is today without jim crockett jr um he is responsible for a lot of that in the early early days and the territory days and getting NWA to basically to WCW, he was there at that advent when they, when they switched over, he was kind of pushed out at one point though, but still, um, but still his mark on the industry is unquestionable. Um, So he made Ric Flair. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have Ric Flair if we hadn't have had Jim Crockett jr. Mm -hmm. So um, Wrestling owes him a lot uh, as far as the history is concerned and his contributions. And we are, we are definitely sad uh, to hear about his passing. We wish nothing but the best for his uh, family and friends, but yeah, I mean, Jim Crockett, what can you say? Yeah. You, you, like you said, you can't, you can't uh, possibly overstate his, his contributions um, to the NWA Jim Crockett promotions and just the stars that he made and, and contributed to, to setting them on fire and turning them loose on the wrestling world, like Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes. Um, so, you know, he, he helped them. And then we know what they did mm-hmm. after, after that. So um, yeah, Jim Crockett Jr. And, you know, um, Valor Morgulis, all men must die. And uh, his time came, but um, it, it, one of those that, the legend will live on. I know that sounds, you know, it's a cliche, but it, it's true. I mean, his effect on the wrestling industry will never go away. Um, it, it branched out exponentially and will continue to do so until um, wrestling is done. So yeah. um, thank you for everything. Jim Crockett Jr. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, getting on with the, the regular show. Uh, of course you were super excited. You stayed up late. You lost a lot of sleep, but you got to see what you have told me was an amazing show. I haven't got to catch all of it yet, seen some of it. And we're talking about the All-Star Dream Cinderella from Stardom, their anniversary show. What went down, buddy? Oh, it was absolutely incredible. Um, I did go to bed around 11 to get a few hours of sleep. I didn't think I'd get to sleep, and I actually did. Maybe I should be going to bed earlier. Um, (laughs) I went to sleep, got up at 2 o'clock um went back to bed at like 6 30 and got another hour of sleep so it was still it was still a rough day um <laughs> but uh totally worth it um we kicked off with the um high speed championship and uh azumi defending against natsupoi mm-hmm. and uh, i called azumi here but natsupoi took it um natsupoi is the new high speed champion it was an excellent excellent match lived up to the name of the title they went at it full speed um and never in a way that um, 
that defied believability. Um, and I, I mentioned, if Natsupoi were to win that title, then for the moment at least, every member of Donna Del Mondo would be a champion. And that's exactly what happened. Ah. She won that title and every member of Donna Del Mondo, Donna Del Mondo was holding a title at the time. Um, so congratulations to Natsupoi. Um, she's come a long way in, in her career since I first saw her. Uh, I guess I first saw her about a year ago, but she was in stardom a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, she's really improved and, and come a long way. So good for her. Um, uh, Himeka and Micah successfully defended their Artists of Stardom championships. So those tag team titles did not change hands. The All-Star Rumble was so much fun and just <laughs> ran. I mean, you had, <laughs> we had one entrant come in who was, and I don't remember offhand who it was. I probably should have made a note of it and I didn't, but they came in and it, it puts their birthdays up when they enter, mm-hmm. which would never happen here. Um, <laughs> but in Japan, they put their birthdays up. And so we had one entrant come in who was born in 1959. And then the next entrant was Ruaka, who was born in 2004. Uh, <laughs> wow. Back to back. And that's the, and that wasn't even the oldest one. Mm. Um, we had one that was born in 1955 in this Rumble. Um, and it was a lot of fun. They did the human centipede spot, which they tend to do in every battle royal type rumble, um, which isn't quite as awesome as it sounds. But it's, <laughs> uh, somebody puts somebody in a head scissors and then somebody puts that person in a head scissors and everybody's in this big string of head scissors. Um, but hey, Unagi Sayaka, after losing her seven match trial, mm-hmm. wins the all-star rumble. And it, was, it felt like a moment. Mina Shirakawa did come back from injury. She had a broken nose and she'd been out for a couple of months and she came back for this as well. And it, um, it, it came down to Mina and Unagi and, um, and who else did it come down to? Um, I'm blanking on this. And even though I got to watch this one, I don't know their names well enough to to help you out on this, unfortunately. Right. Um, hold on, I'll come up with it. Um, uh, Yuzuki Aikawa. Yuzuki ah. Aikawa. Yeah, my my favorite, like from before, and I, I'm totally blanking. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then Mina was eliminated, and so it came down to. Um, Unagi and Yuzuki Aikawa and Unagi got her out over the top rope and won the match. So I, I don't know if that was the plan from the beginning to to have her lose all seven and then win this, but it was a great story and a real feel good moment, especially with Mina being in there because she's they're part of Cosmic Stables along with Tom Nakano. They're the three, the only three members, and so to have her out there at the same time, it was it was very very cool. Um, Nene Takahashi did defeat Momo Watanabe. Um, I figured that was going to happen and it did. It was a great match, very hard hitting. Um, Momo expressed extreme frustration and so did I. <laughs> um, but eh, I mean, Nana Takahashi is the first ever World of Stardom champion and the co-founder of the company. And uh, this isn't the first time she got a victory over someone in stardom that she probably shouldn't have. So uh, yeah, not unexpected, but it was a good match. Um, uh, Shuri successfully defended her SWA title against Konami, a good 
ground-based submission match there. Um, Mayu Watani did defeat Yoshiko. Yoshiko also coming back alongside Nene Takahashi. Uh, Yoshiko, an early champion, um, but still active. Uh, same age as Mayu Watani, actually. Nene is a little older, but Yoshiko is still active. Um, in the, <laughs> I think I'm saying this right, the seedling promotion. Here's how this is spelled, Tim. You ready? Yeah. It's spelled capital S. E A lowercase D capital L I N N N G. I'm gonna say that's seedling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I, I don't know for sure. Um so yeah, but that was a that was another excellent match. Utami Hayashishta successfully defended the World of Stardom Championship against uh, her Queen's Quest stablemate, um, Saya Kamitani. Uh, again, I said Saya had no chance of winning this match, and I, she didn't. Utami was absolutely going to win this the whole time. There was That was never going to be in doubt, but the match was much better than I was expecting. It was much better than anything we've seen out of Saya Kamitani, I think, with maybe one exception. She had a really good match with Himeka in the five-star Grand Prix. Um <sighs> Saya did pull out the first Canadian destroyer I've seen in stardom. Uh. <laughs> it irked me a little bit. It was executed a little differently as Utami started to do a back body drop. And on the way over, she gripped her head with her knees and just completed it rather than initiating it. So okay. it was a little more believable. Um, but uh, it, it was a very, very good match. So uh, kudos to both of them. B Priestley comes out. And guess what? She's the next challenger. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, but in the main event, oh man, oh man, Tom Nakano defeating Julia, taking the Wonder of Stardom Championship and taking Julia's hair. This was the match of the year. This was... Uh, it, it, again, it wasn't one of those that was centered around a bunch of near falls. It was centered around two people who both needed to win this match. And, uh, I mean, we had a pile driver through a table on the outside of the ring. Mm. When was the last time we saw a pile driver? Yeah. Um, and this was a table that was not very sturdy. I, I was nervous the whole time because it looked like it was about to either flip or break before they were ready to do whatever they were doing. Um, Tom Nakano hit this brain buster slash screwdriver. It is the most gruesome move I have ever seen since I've been watching wrestling in 1985. I thought Julia was dead. I was like, just move. I just want to see you move. And Tom went for the pin and she kicked out. I couldn't believe she kicked out, but I thought, I want to see you move again. I want to know that wasn't a death twitch. (laughs) Uh, she came straight down, just straight down. And I don't know how they did it, um, but it was unbelievable. And she kicked out and then uh, Tom hits her with the Twilight Dream, which is a kind of a straight jacket German suplex and, okay. and gets the pin. After that, um, they, didn't go, they didn't go overboard with it. It was about 19 minutes. They didn't try to make it into something crazy, like 42 minute match or something like that. But uh, it was completely believable. And it was two people who, um, Julia was the unbeatable champion. She was the unbeatable champion. 
And uh, after the, the match, they got a tight view of her face as she laid there and uh, she just had a, a tear rolling down her cheek. And I just saw someone who had been given so much since her arrival in stardom and who had no problem giving back when the time was right and when yeah. it was her time to do so. Um, and then the post-match was just as good as the match. And I've talked about how Tom Nakano is so believable and so convincing. It's such great when it is so great when it comes to acting and she got on the mic and she put the belt on first, which I thought was awesome. And she got on the mic and she said, Julia, I beat you. I took your title. That's all I needed. You don't have to cut your hair. And Julia was like, "Mm -mm. I said, I was going to do it. It was the deal. I'm going to do it. And she sat in a chair and she took the clippers and she outstretched the clippers and handed them to Tom. And Tom took them and went up to Julia and tears started rolling down Tom's face. And she's like, I can't do it. And so she handed the clippers back. She said, I can't do it. And so you could see how important the idea of losing the hair was to Tom. She was really selling this, that she didn't even want her worst enemy to do it. Um, but there was a guy there who's, I guess his job was to cut the, the hair of the loser. And, uh, so Julia handed him the clippers and she said, make it look cool. <laughs> um, and then Tom got on the mic and said, uh, make it smooth. It's fashionable. Um, and, uh, it was, it was quite the moment because they were chatting back and forth off the mic and you could hear what they were saying, but they weren't mic'd and they were kind of chuckling and laughing. And it, it just came across as too top competitors who just wanted to be the best and that night tom nakano was the best and julia was cool with it and uh it it looked like a bonding moment between the two both as characters and as real performers and um it's everything i love about about wrestling it was everything i love about wrestling and i i can't i went back and rewatched it and it was just um yeah i tell you we're creeping up on the end of the first quarter of 2021 and so far tom nakano is the wrestler of the year wow all right that's amazing i am yeah. like I, I got to see uh the first three i got to see up through the battle royal yeah um hopefully we'll be catching the rest uh tomorrow or yeah. maybe even later tonight yeah. uh but uh yeah I, the i will say like the the battle royal was just entertaining as all get out yeah it really was it was a lot a lot of fun uh that opening match you're right that for that high speed title those Mm -hmm. 100 miles an hour from the get-go but not not in a crazy way not in a matrix way that had to be choreographed yeah Yeah. um and the the tag match after that was was good as well these it was it was these ladies can wrestle i mean i'm trying to catch as much as i can but yeah I, i recommend anybody out there you know try to catch some of this stuff i mean absolutely if you can support them with their um subscription to their you know, their site please uh-huh. do it's about nine bucks a month but yeah. even, even if you can if you don't want to go in on that you can find several matches now they're older ones but you can find several matches full matches on youtube they have a weekly like half hour show that they mm-hmm. post on youtube that will show like a couple of matches yeah from the last week or so so you can get a taste of it that way you going to dip your toe in but highly mm-hmm. recommend it highly recommend it um, yeah uh and and since then they've had another show and uh julia 
continuing with the evolution of her character, she's completely reinvented herself. And she said, I, I lost and she, she's humbled. She's humbled now. And she said, I want to start at the bottom and I want to open the show and I want to start from the bottom of the card and work my way up. And so that's what she did. And uh, she came out, she has a completely new look, um, almost militaristic. She was wearing a tank top and, and, and uh, like cargo pants. And she looks like a total badass with her haircut. Um, it works for her. Uh, I don't know what wouldn't, to be honest. She's <laughs> Julia. Um, but uh, she came out and she had a, a fun little match with a uh, Gokegan death and um, willing to, to let death do her comedy stuff on her. And she's just such a professional. She left ice ribbon wrestling and I know to, to come to stardom at the end of 2019. And I know there was some controversy about the way she did that or something. And I, I don't really know the details behind that. I think it was just very sudden and surprising. Um, but I don't, everything I've seen from her just screams professionalism and a love of wrestling. And I, I respect her so much and she's absolutely one of my favorites. And, um, I love everything that she's doing and she gets it. She completely gets it. So I can't wait to see where she goes. Um, if she'll grow the hair back, maybe she'll like it. Yeah. And maybe, maybe she'll keep it shape. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but also on that show, Cosmic Angels have new challengers. They successfully defended their um, Artists of Stardom Championships, the, the trios tags, trio tags against uh, Mayu Watani and uh, Saya Ida. And um, who was with them? Oh, Starlight Kid uh, from Stars. And uh, that was a long time coming. It had been delayed because of um, Mina Shirakawa's broken nose. So that was supposed to happen a long time ago. And it finally happened a couple of days ago. And so uh, there was a match to determine new challengers and Queen's Quest took it. So Momo, mm-hmm. Azumi, and Saya Kamitani are going to be the next challengers for Tom and Mina and Unagi. And uh, that's going to happen on April 4th. And so I've got Momo on one side and Tom on the other side. Oh. And I'm like, oh boy. All right. Well, whatever happens, happens, I guess. Yeah. Um, but man, uh, stardom makes me feel like I felt when I was a, a little kid just getting into wrestling, they make me that excited. And uh, they're, they make me believe in what they do that much. And I just, I love them. And Tom Nakano, man, she, she should be the talk of the industry. Well, hopefully, hopefully we can get, I mean, obviously she's doing such wonderful things there in stardom. Uh, do you want her to, to cross to a big promotion I, in the States? I, I want her to have whatever she wants. If that's what she wants to do, then that's what I want for her. But if she's happy where she is, I'm definitely happy watching her. Um, I just want her to have the recognition as of being as good as she is. Cause I don't think she gets it. Uh, would you be worried with how she would be used if she came to WWE? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no question there. <laughs> no question there. Yeah, I would. Uh, but uh, like I say, hopefully she gets whatever she wants. Um, I can't wait to to check out uh, that uh, main event. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to see this brain buster you're talking about. I shouted things I've never said before. Uh, like, at, at six in the morning in my house. <laughs> Good thing that you're not like in an apartment complex. You're I know. You're like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's it, awesome. Mm, yeah. 
So yeah. definitely give stardom a chance, folks. It's you're supporting women who need it in this business mm-hmm. and you're supporting great wrestling that has it all. If you like it to be realistic, it's for the most part, there's a spot here and there, but for the right. most part, it's realistic. If you like it to be exciting, it's also that you can be both and they've cracked the code. They know how to do it. And whatever you like in wrestling, stardom's got it. Yeah. Give them a chance. Yeah. Please give them a chance. Uh, let's move on here. Let's get to some AEW. Lots to talk about here. Um, first, we'll start with, uh, of course, Dynamite, because we had uh, a big match, had to get moved to that because of the All-Star game. That, of course, is Shaq and Jade, Car- Jade Cargill going up against Cody and Red Velvet uh, in a mixed tag. And I tell you what, Shaq delivered. He did. Hands down, he delivered. Um came out was it was the entertaining personality that we know he can be um and i mean the dude's a beast (laughs) yeah that power bomb dude was like whoa yeah and cody essentially no sold it yeah it's like what come on man he stayed down for maybe two seconds and i'm not even exaggerating that two seconds and then he got up and was punching Shaq in the face what was up with that yeah it's like Power bombs don't mean anything anymore. <laughs> Not to Cody. Goodness. And I mean, even took that, I mean, and I didn't see this coming, took that table spot. Yeah. Double table spot. Double table spot. Good on Shaq, man. Uh, way yep. to come out uh, and and show that you can do this. It's 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 awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Um, so what I really. Next? Huh? What do you think is next for Shaq? Um, well, see, originally I thought they would probably go to a singles match. Mm-hmm. And maybe they will, maybe, like I say, maybe we get the match that we never fully got in WWE. Mm-hmm. Big Show versus Shaq. Yep. Because now that Paul White. Paul White's over there, can we go uh, right into that? Of course, mm-hmm. he finally made his debut on Dynamite. Should have been a week earlier, but yeah. Yeah. Um, loved the shirt. Oh, yeah. my God, did I love the shirt. Yeah. Except no more BS. Right. Um, As in big show, but not really. But not really. Yeah. Um, Again, the woman would need it explained. Yes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh had a great little promo, even talked about hey, at, at at Revolution, Hall of Fame worthy talent signing. We'll get into that in just a minute. Um I love how he also said it's not who you think. <laughs> yeah. That was his way of saying shut up about CM Punk. It's not CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love CM Punk on Twitter. He's just like, every time someone, <laughs> it's like, yep. it, I, I'm used to it. Every yeah. time. <laughs> My name's going to be up there. One day we would love to have you back, Punk, but I understand why we don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was really fun. Again, yeah, he, he should have de- they should have debuted him faster to get yeah. him out in front. Um, but I liked, I, I liked him coming out and doing this tease for Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um it definitely got people talking. Yeah, I mean, it was the talk of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get right into Revolution. Let me uh, pull up the results here. Uh, we'll start, and we're going to talk real in-depth about some of this stuff, but just run down the card here. We kicked off. We had a tag match uh, from the ladies. We had Rio and Thunder Rosa taking on Britt Baker and Maki Ito. Mm-hmm. I and- saw this. Uh, I, I I did see this. What do you think about Maki Ito? I like Maki Ito. Yeah, I she, think she's she's so much fun. I, yeah, I, I I know she's she's a heel. I don't know how they can keep her a heel. Yeah, she's just too fun. 
Um, her her wrestling stuff in between the bells is a little silly sometimes, but really it it doesn't even matter. She's just so much fun. Um, I, I don't know if they've signed her to a contract. Yeah, I don't know I if she's heard that. Or if it's just kind of in the we're borrowing her for a little while, right? Because she's going to be back tonight on yeah. on um, dynamite. dynamite. Yeah, so um, yeah, de- definitely a lot of fun, and uh, I hope I hope she does well. Yeah, she's kind of she's kind of like the Shotzi Blackheart for me. Okay, she, you know she's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. um, and but you know in ring not the most polished, but entertaining, and that. That's what she needs sometimes. She's definitely. What she does is good. It's just a little character based. Kind of yeah. it reminds me of when The Rock was really heavy into the character mm-hmm. and was leaning on the character a little bit as a crutch and and developed stuff like the people's elbow. Right. Um she's got that headbutt that she does um similar to that. Um the the hard head that you know Riho hurt her hand by hitting her head, but when Maki Ito crashes her head to the mat, it somehow hurts her. So like little <laughs> stuff like that, it doesn't make sense to me. Like if you've got this hard head, hitting the mat with it should not hurt you. Like yeah. go full Coco beware with this, man. Yeah. Um, but she she's cute and she's fun. And I think she's going to have a, a hugely successful career wherever she does. Yeah, of course, Baker and Ito uh, picked up the win over uh, Rosa and Riho. Uh, we had a little run in, I think, with Nyla at the end um, coming in to help beat him up which of course would pay off later um, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, next we had the uh, AEW tag team championship match, the young bucks versus the inner circles, Chris Jericho and MJF. Um, this was, and I've seen clips and bits and pieces of all the matches. I did not get to see the show as a whole. Okay. Um, the only thing I saw was the, the pre-show match with the women, but uh, from the highlights and I saw it looked like it was a pretty good match, uh, pretty back and forth. And of course, uh, what I was kind of hoping would happen, we were finally starting to see the seeds really planted now um, because the Young Bucks won and they did it by Jericho taking the pin. Um, and there was a spot where Jericho accidentally uh, got a Judas effect from Jericho in a mix up near the end. So MJF got one. And then, yeah, or wait. Yeah, you said Jericho got one from Jericho. Oh no, Jericho gave it to Wardlow. That's oh what okay, okay, okay. Jericho hit Wardlow with it. Okay, um, and which caused some distraction, and eventually they got uh, Jericho with the Meltzer driver uh, to pick up the victory. So I, I think we might be getting to frame this. You know, it's Jericho that's costing them the wins. So this mm-hmm. might be that uh, that foot in the door for MJF to take over the inner circle and kick Jericho out. I think that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. I think there's the only place you can really go with where yeah. they're at now. Um, let's see. Next, we have the tag team Casino Royale, which is basically a tag team Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't realize when we were trying to make our predictions last week, I didn't realize they were going to add 37 more teams to this match. Yes. Good <laughs> what? Lord. <laughs> So many people in this match. Um, I, I'm not going to run down all of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it, Phoenix and Pack won, right? Phoenix and Pack, uh, Death okay. Triangle picks up the victory. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of trying to see who they were in there. They weren't even Jungle. on. They weren't even in the match when we were making our predictions last week because we thought I was thinking Ray Phoenix is going to be in the ladder match because he wasn't on the card anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it came down uh, to Jungle Boy. 
uh, and Phoenix and Phoenix end up uh, eliminating him because Jungle Boy, who they've been doing great stuff and giving a good push here, but they're not quite ready to put him there at the top. Mm-hmm. Like he, he he's circling and eventually he'll get there. But I think they're just waiting for a little bit more maturity in the ring yeah. to come because he is very young, but mm-hmm. he's very talented. Um, so I mean, I uh, I like. I like uh, Death Triangle winning pack and uh, Phoenix because now they get, of course, the uh, the tag team opportunity against the Young Bucks, and that should be a pretty interesting match. Certainly a spectacle. Yes. Um, let's see. Next, of course, moving back to the women, the Women's World Championship match, Hikaru Shida versus Ryo Mizunami. And again, we were sitting there because we didn't know who it was going to be uh, when we did the show last week. I was kind of stunned that uh, that Rio won, and uh, maybe, yeah, uh, a little bit. I don't know uh, if I was completely shocked, but yeah, I mean, I kind of figured that whoever it was, yeah, Sheeta was going to win. Uh, yeah, and then of course Sheeta did win. Um, a lot of knees in this match. Ooh. It was a hard-hitting affair between these two ladies. Um, and they set a match 10 years in the making, so I'm assuming uh, that Rio and, and Sheeta have history that I'm just not aware of from another promotion. Um, so I guess, yeah, I'm not sure either. So it seems like this match and, and those two going at it were probably there to get different eyes to come into the product. Yeah. Uh, that maybe had followed them in previous promotions. By the way, in the pre-show match, they pointed out that Riho has 15 years of experience. She's 23. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I've, I've seen that too. I've seen that in stardom. They've had literal children wrestling and start starlight kid started out that yeah. uh, Azumi Azumi was 11. When she started so yeah so she Riho started wrestling at eight years old that's good for Riho, man that's awesome yeah. <laughs> um but then after the match uh nyla came down uh baker came down um maki ito came down they were all beating up uh shida and then of course thunder rosa came down to kind of chase the heels off and that's setting up what i think a tag match yeah, uh, uh, six, six woman tag, a six mm-hmm. woman tag. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that we got that to look forward to on tonight's dynamite. Uh, moving on, we had Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor versus Miro and Kip Sabian. You called uh, this one, I, I did. This one, yeah, and this it kind of played out exactly how I thought. Well, of course, I didn't know it was going to start in the back, um, yeah, and have that angle, but you know, that's a good you know, hype the crowd, the return of Orange Cassidy after being beat up to get the hot tag and, and, and get the crowd riled up. But then uh, Miro just punishing Chuck Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely punishing, being the monster that they need to push him as. Now, this probably should have just been Miro versus Orange Cassidy. I don't know why we necessarily needed the tag team. I need, I think Miro needs to get away from Kip Sabian and be his own thing. It um, might be they didn't want either one of them to take a loss. And that's true, too. Um because Orange Cassidy, as you say, very popular, hugely popular, um, and one of their biggest baby faces in the company. And yeah, to push Miro, maybe not squash Orange Cassidy just yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, so predictable Miro won. It was a decent exchange. Pretty cool. Um, 
Big money match. Hangman Page versus Matt Hardy. Uh, the first quarter earnings on the line, I think is what it was. It was, yeah. Um, Including and- the merchandising, which they always make sure to point out. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. This was a, it was an inter- I got to see this one. This was a pretty entertaining match. Um, I, I do love uh, one of the counter moves was very creative. Now, the match went a little long for my taste. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably could have been about five to ten minutes shorter. In oh my god, how long was it? Uh, it was, I think, about, I think it went about 20 minutes. Okay, uh, I don't have the official timeline here, but I, it seems like it was like that. Um, <laughs> are you sure it wasn't 10 minutes and just it, felt like 20? Maybe it was, maybe it was, <laughs> okay. it was definitely some of the momentum was built in a weird way. But um, this 10 minute match should have been 10 minutes shorter, man. Yeah, it should have been in, out, done. Um, but there was a great counter that I really loved in this. Hangman Page went for the buckshot lariat and uh, Hardy countered it into the side effect, oh. which was really, oh, really nice. Yeah. I loved it. Natural. Um, uh, then, of course, um, the uh, well, private party came down to kind of get the interference going. And then the, the Dark Order came down or... Yeah, right? Dark Order? Uh, yeah, it would yeah. make sense. I mean, I, again, I didn't watch it, but it would make no, sense. No, no, no. For some reason, I was thinking Dark Order was wrong as far as the name is concerned. Oh, oh That's okay. the stable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, the Dark Order comes down to help the save and, and another great little spot. Although hey. maybe they should be the money order. Ooh, the money. <laughs> I need two forms of ID before you can get that <laughs> in the ring. Um, but a great spot as well at the very end. Uh, Hangman gets thrown over the top rope. They catch him and throw him back over into the buckshot lariat to hit uh. Hardy to get the win, um, which was awesome. And afterwards, he hugs the Dark Order. They give him a beer. They're all kind of hanging out. So it looks like Paige is going to be joining the Dark Order, I would feel. Probably get more on that tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a really fun one. Just again, went a little long, little, mm-hmm. some of the pacing issues. Um, face of the revolution ladder match for that future TNT championship opportunity. Um, of course we had uh, Penta L zero M Lance Archer, Max Caster, Cody Rhodes, Scorpio sky and um, Ethan page coming over from impact. Well, he had left impact about a month ago, his mm-hmm. contract had come out up. So now he is signed with AEW, and I thought that was a really cool ad for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it wasn't like super huge, like, Oh my, like a CM punk or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a name that most people had heard of. And it's a fairly decent signing because Ethan page is a very good talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the best things in impact for a while. And they need to be careful about getting too many former WWE stars too. Right, you got to spread so, the love. Yeah. Um, and this one was, I mean, very reminiscent of the you know the Money in the Bank ladder matches. Lots of good ladder spots here. Cody did what you know we figured he was going to do. He went in there, he took a few good spots, had a few good moments, was taken to the back, then came back to get the little you know face pop thing going for the return. But ultimately, he was there to put everybody else over. Yeah. Um, and a little surprising, although I, I do like it, uh, and we even kind of speculated on it, is that Scorpio Sky won. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And uh, uh, he gets his match tonight, right? I believe so. I think, I think it is so. tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which will be very interesting. Uh, Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky. Yeah. I got money says Team Taz gets involved. <laughs> yeah, almost yeah. almost certainly. Almost yeah. assuredly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like this. I love that Sky picked up the victory. Can't wait to see. Uh, hopefully that means he's going to get a decent push. He is one of those that's been there from the beginning with AEW mm-hmm. and uh, deserves it. Yep. Very much deserves it. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Darby Allen, uh, next we had the street fight, which was filmed earlier. So it was more of a cinematic match mm-hmm. um, with Sting and Darby Allen versus uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. And the, I'm, I mean, much like the um, the graveyard match and the Firefly Funhouse, this was done very well in the cinematic style. Um, of course, Sting and Darby Allen pick up the victory. No surprise there. Um, but yeah, he got the stinger splash. Uh, and oh no, he missed the stinger splash at the end. Starks got a near fall, and then he recovered, reversed, and gave him the stor- scorpion death drop for the win. So they did this in the ring, though. Well, it, it was in and out of the ring. Okay. But in the ringside area, it wasn't yeah, like in a literal street yeah. or something. Now the pin took place in the ring. Okay. Uh, but they went all over the place. I think at one point they were outside. Mm-hmm. And I think it was mostly Darby Allen. Um, he did this insane uh, coffin drop from a couple uh, stories up. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. But again, it was cinematic. So they were able to do it safely, obviously. Yeah. It was still, it was still, inter- it was very, it was very entertaining. Much like the, again, the graveyard match mm-hmm. and the, uh, the Firefly Funhouse match. I, I, I love both of those mm-hmm. and how they were done. I really like how they did this one too. Okay. Excellent. Um, so we'll see what is next for Sting. Um, then, of course, we got to get to the main event. And well, actually, pause. announcement. That's right. That actually yeah. happened before that match. It's just not here on my results. But okay. So we got the announcement for the, the Hall of Fame worthy talent, not who you think it is. And speculation ran wild all week long. People were throwing out all kinds of names. Tessa Blanchard, um, Brock Lesnar, <laughs> just no. Uh, Mark Henry, because we had had that talk about, even though he's already Hall of Fame, so doesn't, you know, if we're going by that rule, that they're just Luthes. worthy. Luthes could have been in there. <laughs> Stone Cold, you know. But ultimately, it was instant classic christian cage christian has now signed with AEW after just coming back in the royal rumble a month and a half ago yeah <laughs> and we we said it then when he when he came i was like man he looks in shape looks like he can go and he mm-hmm. did in the rumble for a little bit and it's like okay and we just expected he's gonna come back have something tied with edge and be in wwe and then we didn't see him and now he's in aw (laughs) we didn't hear mention of him yeah Yeah. um so that was kind of the 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 goodbye for edge and christian at least for for now my guess is probably forever really as far as in ring goes probably yeah Yeah. i mean because with edge of course he's uh just signed a deal with wwe for multiple years um he's also working in creative backstage so it seems like he's pretty much cemented in wwe mm-hmm. uh so although he did almost win the all-star rumble at the stardom show oh that's true yeah that's true <laughs> but yeah so 
big, big coming news. in number one. <laughs> coming in number one. Uh, booked himself into it. Uh, but yeah, so that's I, I like it. I I'm excited. I want to see what they do with this and where it goes. And like, there's some 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 dream matchups you can kind of to get get out of this. Honestly, here's what I like. He understands wrestling, and I think he can guide a lot of these talents mm-hmm. that are. I'm just going to say it annoying to me (laughs) because of their styles, because the things they do um, expose the business. And we did a whole show on kayfabe. And I know we all know that it's, it's not an actual athletic competition, but it's supposed to look like one. And so I think he can guide them. If they'll listen, he can guide them in a way that will still allow them to do the stuff they want to do, but in a way that feels natural. And so he might be, if not the best mind they have backstage, certainly in the top two or three. Yeah. Um, so I hope the younger stars listen and ask him for advice on putting together matches, on putting together spots, um, because I think that could be his best contribution to AEW. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm down for a Christian Cage versus Sting match. Sure. I'd love to see that. Um, yeah, I mean, him and Cody, there's so many good matches that Christian could be a part of over there. And then, again, like you say, I think he is going to be an asset backstage in mentoring uh, these younger talents. What if they could pull Trish in for another angle with Jericho? That would be insane. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? That would be so much fun. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. That would be cool. That would be a great callback. And a big name you could bring in, even if it's just for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. That she would wouldn't be, have to wrestle. Yeah, that yeah. would be awesome. Um, all right, let's let's get to the main event. Um, we have the exploding barbar death match for the AEW World Championship. Eh, or exploding. Eh. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley, and this was what we expected to be. It was a bloody affair. It was brutal. It was gruesome at times. Um, and uh, back and forth, back and forth. We finally got uh, Omega after a second V trigger. Now, interesting, uh, not V trigger, one winged angel. Mm-hmm. He hit one earlier and went for the pin. Moxie didn't kick out, so that's still protected. No one's kicked out of the one winged angel, but he did put his foot on the rope to mm-hmm. break up the count but then took a second one later. And of course that was the end of the match. The real story that is burning up the internet is the post match, <laughs> which is of course the good brothers came down, helped them keep beating up on Moxley, beating up on Moxley. And the way they had this um, exploding barbar death match thing is after the 30 minute mark, all the remaining ex- bombs and explosions go off right at the same time. So they come down and beat him up and there's like, you know, three minutes on the thing. And then, then they get Omega out. Like, we got to go, we got to go. It's like, there's only a minute left. And like Eddie Kingston comes down. It was like the end of a resident evil game. Yeah. Eddie Kingston comes down to try and help Moxley. Who's been his enemy, but also his friend. And he's trying to get him to wake up. They got to get out of the, get out of the ring. And I will say this, Eddie Kingston. Perfect in this. It was so great. His, emotions the acting the character there loved every part of it and then we got to the zero count 
Eddie's like, I can't get him out of the ring. I'm going to shield my friend. I'm going to protect him. And then a fart in church happens. And oh my God, it's just a few little duds and boom and sparklers. It, it, it was it was like the uh, in the It remake when Pennywise was talking to little Georgie in the sewer and Pennywise was just going pop, 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 pop. Yep. <laughs> That's what it was. That's basically what it was. And I'm going to be, I'm very interested to see tonight. I know they've said that, you know, they're going to address it. And he like Moxley uh, in the back after in like the post match interview. It was in, in the ring. It was in, in the, the ring. ring. Yeah. yeah. When he was covering it, it was like, well, you know, Kenny Omega can't build a bomb for shite. Yeah. He's, uh, a, he's a great wrestler, but he can't build a bomb. So they blamed, they blamed Omega for it. And then Khan, Tony Khan did the same thing. He blamed yeah. Omega. They're just throwing Omega under the bus. He's a heel. Why not? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> real disappointing, unfortunately, what was otherwise a really strong pay-per-view for AEW mm-hmm. uh, with the match card and the matches themselves to end on such a dud. Yeah. Uh, pun well, intended. <laughs> I mean, this stuff happens and it's going to yes. happen in every promotion. Um, I, I think what, what has irked me about it is you have a lot of people who are just wwe fans and you have a lot of people who are just aew fans and and what and they take shots at each other right yeah um and the aew fans have been giving and giving and giving and making all these shots taking all these shots at every opportunity and now that they're getting it they can't seem to be able to take it yeah um and that's annoying to me look this is going to be one of those things that we kind of chuckled about for years, but it's yep. not going to turn anybody off of AEW. No. It's not going to sink the company. It's not that big of a deal. Um, just have a little fun with it. Laugh because, you know, whatever. It happened. So what? Um, and then go on and enjoy your wrestling tonight on Dynamite. Yeah. Because, I mean, hey, there's not a WWE fan, probably any wrestling fan who's kind of up on the product over the past 10 years that ain't going to get a smile on your face when you sit there and go Titus world slide, right? <laughs> I mean, right. Come on. Yeah. Mistakes happen. D- was this like just the pin, like the worst time it could happen? Yes. It sucks. Cause it was the very end of the pay-per-view. It's the last thing people saw, right. You know, so that sucks, but again, laugh about it. They're going to try and turn it in store. Just put Eddie Kingston out there with a, with a mic and let him talk about it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Cause he he's a good talker. He can flip anything on the mic, so I'd be yeah. fine. But um, so that was Revolution again. I think uh, from top to bottom, a good show. Um, like say, just some technical problems, mm-hmm. uh, but they they will persevere and they'll be fine. It's fine. Nobody's gonna care in in two weeks. Yeah, uh, you'll be moved on to whatever program they're running. So yeah. Um, so let's talk. Uh, moving on to NXT. And we got what I wanted, which was Shayna and Nia taking on um, Raquel and Dakota for the women's tag team titles. And then shenanigans ensue. Ref takes a bump and out comes Adam Pierce with a raw referee Mm -hmm. to come in and continue the match and it ends up with Shayna and Nia retaining. And of course this infuriates William Regal. Well, because the ref called for the finish on the illegal person. The ele- that's right. The wrong, the, the non-legal combatant from Dakota was, was 
defeated, but Raquel was legal. Yeah. So some uh, controversy there. So uh, Regal comes out and says he's got a huge announcement for tonight. And since we've since found out on Raw, there's going to be two big announcements regarding NXT. Um, a lot of rumors going on. A lot of people have been talking about NXT moving nights. Um, yep. I don't think that's Regal's announcement for this particular match. Um, I think what I've been hearing, and I, I don't know how I feel about it. I kind of don't yeah. want it. Yeah. Is introducing nxt women's tag titles yeah they're having enough trouble with the tag titles they have yeah it's like can we just focus on one it's yeah like, eh. but anyway so that's what we kind of expect tonight we'll see hopefully they'll surprise us and it'll be something different but they're clearly going somewhere with this yes it's not just a done deal the whole dakota raquel tag title situation so something's going to happen with it yeah and what i feel is it's like i'm not 100 percent opposed to the women in nxt having a tag title to go after because nxt will probably do it right Mm -hmm. a um which unfortunately will just make the main show belts even more worthless (laughs) because of how they get booked um in comparison is strong but well not as valued we'll say yeah not as valued um but not as properly utilized i'll say that yeah um It'll be, hey, here's how you book it correctly. Hey, here's how we keep screwing it up. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we'll see what happens tonight. Um, also last week, it was fun. Uh, the way it goes to therapy. Um, I, I love that. Johnny Gargano has won me over. I, I was not a fan, but I love what he's been doing lately. And I like him better in the ring as a heel. And I, I love this whole shtick. Um, Indy Hartwell, um, my favorite little moment. And I don't know if you caught it, but when they were talking about about um, uh, Dexter uh, Loomis, yes, and uh, going through the things that he did that he likes to do, and and the therapist mentioned that he likes to choke people, she got a smirk on her face and started nodding like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Candace glanced over at her, and she immediately dropped her face like, oh, mm, oh, it's bad, it's bad. Oh, <laughs> but well, I, I, Indy, Indy was my favorite part. Just like totally gushing over Dexter Loomis and basically admitting her love for him. Uh, yeah. I love the whole thing. Yes, that's that's how they're going to tear the way apart. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna run and be with Dexter, and then um, Austin Theory is going to figure out. <laughs> Johnny Gargano has been pulling all these strings. And he's like, I want to go with my buddy, Dexter Loomis. <laughs> it, it's great stuff. I can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah. I love them. Uh, very entertaining. Again, Gargano has been doing great. And I like, I like uh, the way in these little vignettes they do. It's, it's yeah. very, very funny. Um, we got a debut LA night debut. Yeah. Formerly known as Eli Drake on the indie circuit. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't seen him before this. So I don't know much about him. He reminds me of Austin Aries, which is, in my opinion, not a good thing. But I think it's just his demeanor and just the way he carries himself. It's not necessarily going to carry over to his work. In fact, he was saying that he's not going to be doing flips and stuff like that, that he's coming straight at you with punches and kicks and, and stuff. So. If his wrestling style is more grounded, I'm I'm gonna like him better. But just I don't know his voice. He kind of looks like Austin yeah. Aries and kind of sounds like him and carries himself like him. Um, and I'm not an Austin Aries fan, especially 
recently in the light of his um, response to the pandemic that's going on and everything. Um, yeah. He's really kind of making an ass out of himself. Um, but I, I mean, I'm not saying Eli Drake is doing or LA Knight is doing that at all. Um, just a negative association right off the bat, but it, whatever, I can separate that and let this guy prove himself. And I, I hope he does. Do you have any first impressions? Uh, well, I, I actually uh, have seen him wrestle a lot in impact. Okay. He was an impact for a while and I liked him. He was, he was really good. And, in impact, I mean, there were a few flips and stuff, but mostly he was a grounded wrestler. It was more of a brawl type game and a technical game. Um, and very talented. I am, I'm very interested to see uh, how he's utilized in NXT. I think he could be a great asset. I think you're going to end up liking him. I really do. Right. I, cool. I think he's going to wrestle a style that you can get behind. Excellent. Excellent. Um, but yeah, so good to see him debut. Uh, and of course, Going from regular NXT to NXT UK, big match. Kaylee Ray took on Mako yes. Satomura. Mm-hmm. Mako Satomura, yeah. Excellent match. Excellent match. Um, it was tough to, to follow, you know, less than 12 hours after stardom <laughs> concluded their show. Right. Um, so they had a tough act to follow there for fans of women's wrestling. Um, but they, I mean, they would have belonged on that show. Uh, for sure it was it was that good it wasn't for me it wasn't tom julia good but it was uh, about as good as anything else that we saw so um kaylee ray getting the win over the legend mako satamora um defeating the final boss and i guess winning the game i guess um so mako is signed to a contract so it's not like she came in for this and is gone now like she's sticking around so curious to see what happens is she going to do a julia type thing and say ah man i lost this big match start me from the bottom i'll work my way back up and get another title shot maybe i don't know but i don't know who else who's left for kaylee ray to defend against well i and i and i made mention of this in a few shows ago i think kaylee ray is getting ready to make the jump to a different show i think we're gonna lose that belt then yeah, and I think that's what whatever we get next, whether it's a rematch with Mako or one of her other previous uh, opponents um, or just someone new that they're building, I do think that Kaylee is going – or they could do an injury angle, keep her off TV for a while, and then debut. Who knows? But I think she is destined to probably come to one of the main rosters. Mm-hmm. Um Sasha Smack- wants to wrestle her. She said so. Yeah, so moving her to SmackDown could be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah, so I think I think we're gonna get ready to see her jump, maybe even as early as right after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Um, Do you have a Rhea Ripley prediction to tie into that? <laughs> well, uh, my prediction is they're gonna screw it up. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> Because we keep getting these coming soon, coming soon. Come on now. <laughs> coming soon can't be soon enough at this point. Um, <laughs> and how do you feel knowing that your crush started wrestling at eight years old? I know. You're so hot for Riho. I know. I'm I feel weird about it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so let's move on to SmackDown. Um we got uh of course we got to talk about uh Sasha getting rid of Reginald <laughs> yeah, briefly uh, that, that, that uh, love affair is over. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Smack the crap out of him. Yeah. Told him to hit the bricks. Yeah. Um, so he, he showed up on raw too. And he sh- yeah, we'll get to that. He showed up on raw. Yeah. Um, 
so they obviously they still want to use him so yeah he's going to be around for a little bit it looks like mm-hmm. um and then uh, of course we had a match with bianca versus Shayna, uh and if bianca won tag title match would be on and that's exactly what happened uh, yeah bianca wins and now we have bianca and the smackdown women's champion sasha going for the women's tag team titles why i I think i think the tag title match was on before the match i think this was just kind of a preview of the tag title match right Hmm. wait what i i think the tag title match was on before the singles match and then they just yeah you're you're right you're right no this doesn't this wasn't to make the match right right. they had already yeah decided the match was they had announced it earlier in the day if i remember right i think so yeah 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 Yeah, but it's it's another Shayna loss i'm not saying Shayna should be out there beating bianca bianca's got a wrestlemania title shot but maybe not have this match (laughs) maybe do do something else because Shayna's now lost to bianca and charlotte back to back like was the charlotte loss last monday was yeah, it like a week. So in, in yeah. one week, this formerly dominant competitor has taken two pinfall losses uh, in five days. And they need to be careful with that. Yes. Um, I think a DQ loss would have been fine here or a different match. Yeah. But I mean, well, because I mean, I'm just going to ask the question. Can we not have opponents for the women's tag team belts in a program that doesn't involve one of the singles champions. Yeah. And the fact that we already had this match at elimination chamber and they're doing it again, they announced this match and and I, my thought was, wait, why? What, what? And my only thought is that Sasha and Bianca are going to win. And then tag team champions are going to go one-on-one. That's the only justification I can, the only logic I can see behind wanting to do this match again at Fastlane. Yeah. Which I I just don't like. I don't like it. Yeah. They don't need it. They don't need it. And it's cool for Sasha and Bianca, but for the titles, yeah, it's not the best thing for the titles. Yeah, no, definitely not best thing for the titles. Um, So yeah, but I kind of with you, it kind of makes me think that they're going to win it. Yeah. The way this is getting set up. But uh, yeah, so don't really like that a lot. Um, we did get a return this week. Murphy. Yeah, he was in the Lumberjack match. But well, yeah. this was his character return, like being featured. Yeah. yeah. And he came back just to prove to us all he's a huge dick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like what? He, what? Did he dump Aaliyah? Like yeah, what it's... happened there? Did he dump Aaliyah and go back to the guy that was assaulting her father and and and, and harassing their family? Yeah, what kind like... of a disgusting dirtbag are you, Murphy? Yeah, dude. I mean, oh, so he comes back and and defends Seth Rollins uh, against Seth, against Cesaro. Um, but yeah, this was just yeah, very disjointed. No long term storytelling here. Like we just forgot what that it was. That's gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, don't, I, I love SmackDown, and they're usually on top of things. But this was very. This was a head scratcher for me. Yeah, and I mean, I, I I love Murphy. I think he's very talented. I like him in the ring. But good lord, <laughs> um, how's he going to do if what we hear is true and they have banned leg slaps? That's true. Actually, yeah, we don't have this on our rundown, but it is something right. we should talk about. Um, yeah. So apparently it has come out that uh, 
if if it is to be believed and true that and I'm not a hundred percent convinced. Yeah, somebody said that there is a sign though at Gorilla that says no leg slaps. Yeah, and that talent may get fined for doing it in the ring. I'm if true a hundred percent for this. <laughs> uh, th- this was this is fantastic if true. Look. It takes away from the realism. That's just the facts. It takes away from the realism. If you have a knee pad on your knee and your knee connects with somebody's face, it's not going to make a slapping sound. And if you hear a slapping sound, when you see cloth hit skin, that takes away from the realism because you know that impact is not what made that sound and that they're trying to fake you out. So, and the same thing for the bottom of a boot hitting somebody's face. It doesn't make a slapping sound. Same thing for Drew McIntyre's headbutt. He slaps his leg. Are you kidding me? Like that <laughs> it doesn't make you want to hear what it really sounds like? Watch Julia do a headbutt. She doesn't slap her leg. She headbutts people. And <laughs> it doesn't sound like that. It sounds disgusting. That's what it sounds like. So I I hope this is true. Um, I've been waiting for it if it's true. Um, <laughs> if this is true, all we need now is for them to stop shaking the camera every time somebody gets slammed, and yes. then we're good. Um, <laughs> but I'm not 100% convinced it's true because uh, we, we're not talking about Raw yet, but Drew definitely slapped his leg on that. Uh, on that, um, uh, I keep forgetting the name of his kick. Oh, the, uh, the Claymore. Claymore kick. Uh, Sheamus slapped his leg on a knee lift, like I was just talking about. Naomi was slapping her leg out there. Mm-hmm. So either it's not true, or they're just having trouble getting out of the habit. But I hope it's true. Or maybe they said, okay, you eat, each show has one night. Get it out of your system. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe there's maybe a... Get a many out of them as you want. Just <laughs> get them out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't know what Murphy would do, because he was like a hee-haw extra. I got my <laughs> hee-haw joke in. Um leg slapping all the time uh him and uh, alistair black the two of them nobody worse nobody worse when it comes to leg slapping than those two uh and uh adam cole and speaking of our weekly milk carton update alistair black (laughs) yeah where you at (laughs) good yeah been off tv for a while a long while yeah um so who knows if he's gonna cut back maybe he'll be on AEW before too long maybe um but uh, let's move on to Brian, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. It's going to happen. It's going to fast lane. Um, of course, Brian uh, victorious in the cage match, which uh, leads him to this title match. And it's very interesting. I'm, I'm very interested to see how this is going because Brian's like, you know, it's like, it's my last shot. Mm-hmm. I love the story they're telling with this. Uh, and how definitely it's, putting things in doubt, yeah, and making it so juxtaposed to Edge, you know, and it's like, uh, okay, everybody loves Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. How does Edge come off as the face in this? Mm-hmm. And like I say, like I, I threw it out there, maybe we're leaning towards a triple threat for me, maybe, maybe because maybe they want because it's again, as we've said going to be on peacock nbc is backing peacock that's going to be a huge thing they've wanted wrestlemania for years an ultimate feel-good moment could be a daniel bryan victory at mania but you don't want roman to take the loss make it a triple threat battle of the bookers battle of the bookers and beats edge so 
could be very, very interesting. And like I say, at least it's keeping us guessing. It's making us right. speculate. And that's right. what I love yep. uh, at the, in WrestleMania season. Because I, I hate it because there have been years where it's like, okay, we know exactly what's going down. Uh, yeah, months a, lot before. Of, a lot of years where that's yeah. been the case. Yeah. And that takes away from it sometimes. I, mm-hmm. I need a little bit of doubt, a little surprise. That was basically the Attitude Era. Yeah. You knew exactly what was going to go down. Months, months ahead of time. Yeah. But um, – but yeah, so I'm real excited, real excited. And Reigns, of course, he's like, you're going to acknowledge me. Yeah. So you got Reigns leaning right back heavily into the, the head of the table and the family. So I think this is going to be a hell of a match, A. The two of them are going to tear it down because we've Absolutely. said repeatedly, you can hate on Reigns all you want, just like people hated on Cena. The dude can go. He's entertaining, mm-hmm. and he wrestles a good match 99% of the time. And this is only their second big one-on-one match and the last time <laughs> was again a similar setup going to mania yep as they wanted reigns to get that victory over brian mm-hmm. to solidify that he was the guy that they were pushing and the crowd hated every minute of it <laughs> at the time um they just weren't ready for it so interesting to see interesting to see with the build-up and how this is going to go it's going to be good yeah, but I want to I want to jump into Raw. We got to get to Raw. Lots to talk about here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we'll just say it from the top. Very unusual layout for the show. It was. They're definitely trying. They were trying something new to see if they could keep people hooked. Like they announced this big title match, um, the defense, Bobby Lashley and The Miz, mm-hmm. and they put it on first. Yeah. Boom. There's Damn. here's what we advertised. Boom. Here it is. We advertised it. We're giving it to you now. And then they advertised Seamus and Drew. Yeah. And they put that at the top of the first hour. Boom, we advertised this. Now we're giving this to you. And then they advertised the next thing. It, and they, they, they would advertise one thing at a time, and one big thing at a time, and give that to you mm-hmm. and then tell you this next big thing's coming up. And then they'd give that to you. So it wasn't where they made you wait for the thing they announced. They kept announcing big things and then giving them to you as soon as it made sense. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, it felt different, uh, a little weird, but, um, but it is something new and uh, we'll see uh, when the numbers uh, finally come out, if it helped. Um, and if they keep doing it. Yeah. And if they keep uh, choosing to do this, this style, Um but yeah, let's talk about um, Drew and Sheamus. Well, we can talk about the title match first. Of course, Bobby Lashley retained. Yeah, very. And Miz got more offense this time. Yeah, it wasn't but quite you, a squash, but right. And and you see that you know when champions go down quickly, uh, Ultimate Warrior over Honky Tonk Man, or uh, we talked about it before, Ronda Rousey over Alexa Bliss. Yeah, um, those types of uh, um, Page over AJ. And then when they have those rematches, the former champion gets more offense and it's more competitive and it, it helps protect them and their credibility. So uh, good for them to, for at least doing that for Miz. Yeah. And I mean, and again, not enough good things, not enough praise can be sent to Miz's way. Yeah. Um, I did an interview, I guess it was a week or two ago in the midst of leading up to all this. And he said, I'm the guy that I want to be the guy when you come to me, I'm down for whatever. If it's for the company, it's for events, I'm going to do it. It's like, I don't, I don't care taking a loss. I don't care being that guy. You know, he's there for the business. And he, again, he's great. And he's one of those guys when he debuted, no one thought he was going to do anything. Yeah. People hated him because he was from the real world. Here's this reality star who's coming over into our world. 
and it's going to screw it up and just be annoying. But mm-hmm. yes, he was annoying, but in the way you wanted him to be, right? The heel, and he grew on, and he's one of the best talents they have. He is Hall of Fame for sure. Yeah. Uh, when it's all said and done, and Lashley has finally found his perfect persona. This is exactly who he always should have been. Yes. Yeah. This is what it should have been. This is what we got a little bit of an impact when he was champion over there. But then when he came over to WWE, it was just like. Okay, why why we not have this or mm-hmm. came back to wwe mm-hmm. um and we got the the weird stuff with uh sammy and then the lana stuff but now we finally with the hurt business and mvp got back to where he needs to be mm-hmm. um and i love it yeah I, I, i'm i'm actually 100%. okay with him as champion i never yeah. would have thought that i'd be because he always just bored me i just thought he was had no he just wasn't entertaining to me but i i like it yeah I like it a lot. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Drew and Sheamus. Of course, we thought maybe last week was a blow off, and Don't that like was going to be the that was going to be the the end of it. And then Drew setting sights on Lashley. We would assume for WrestleMania, um, and a little bit of revenge type thing. But uh, no, we got a, a big attack while Drew was kind of cutting that promo about, against Lashley. You know, it's like, hey, you took the coward's way. You know, I. I went through Brock Lesnar. I went through this. You you made sure I lost so you could take on the Miz for the easy win, you know, kind of thing. Gets attacked brutally by Sheamus in the back. They set up, what was it, a street no fight? DQ. No DQ. Or no yeah. DQ. Mm-hmm. Same thing, basically. Yeah, same thing. And, man, they tore the crap out of each other. Those welts and cuts. Did you see the on pictures? on? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Mm, mm. That's some gruesome-looking stuff. Yeah. Um. And that's after having seen highlights of a friggin' exploding barbed <laughs> death match. <laughs> right, right. And it was just as brutal. Um, and it looks like this is going to continue, uh, even though, I mean, wait, did Drew pick up the victory here? Yeah. Drew still won. Um, Seamus win. Drew, Drew won. No, Drew won. Drew won. Yeah, yeah, Drew won. But I don't think it's done. I think we're going to get more of this. Yeah. And I kind of want more because their last two matches have been bangers. They've been good matches. Yeah. Uh, Sheamus showing us all why he is one of the most slept on superstars in WWE. Um, and so talented and so underrated, in my opinion. Um, and I wish they'd do more with him. Uh, even though no, I- no, no, no. Double knockout. They did the the steps. They both hit each other with the steps. And then McIntyre tumbled over the the barrier. Oh yeah! And the ref just ended the match. That's what it, it yeah. was a draw. So it was, yeah. uh, so it was pretty much a no contest. Yes. Um, yes. That way, yes, that makes more sense for them to now keep continuing it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if Drew had won, then it'd been like, okay, why are we doing more? Yeah, it's I knew that didn't sound right, but I also couldn't remember Drew getting beat. And so, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's why because he didn't get beat and he was so, in shape. So, and a lot of people speculated, it's like, okay, is this one of the big, big changes going into Mania they were talking about? Is Drew going to challenge Lashley at WrestleMania, or are we going to get something else and get, like, a big gimmick match with Sheamus and Drew at Mania instead? Yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I I mean, because Brock Lesnar. Yeah. (laughs) Lashley's been talking about how he would love to have that match and it's Mm -hmm. WrestleMania season. Mm -hmm. Again, if you're going to pony up that dough and get Lesnar back in the ring mania on a new streaming platform, definitely the way to go. Mm -hmm. So, and much like the Daniel Bryan stuff, this is 
making things unpredictable and throwing yes. doubt onto what we're going to be seeing. So, you know, I'm, I'm for that. Yes, 100%. 100%. Um, talk about some other titles. Of course, we had Lana and Naomi finally getting their title shot that they earned um, against Nia and Shayna. And they kind of they blew this off and dumped it in the third hour. Well, they didn't really promote it at yeah. all. It was like, oh, yeah, this is coming up, too. In fact, right now. <laughs> and, oh. And lo and behold, we're backstage before the match. And who should pop up? We mentioned it earlier. Reginald. Yeah. Oh, the sommelier. Because Nia Jax said she knows her way away around a bottle of wine. Um, and so she's, he's now with, with them. And it's okay. <laughs> All right. She could, she could use the cork to protect her hole. That's true. 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 Ooh. So many jokes. <laughs> so many jokes. We're not going to go there. But uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, and then, I mean, they defended the title successfully, obviously. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I guess that's done. I guess that's that's it. That's yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, of course, we thought that was it for Drew and Sheamus. Too. Maybe it's that's not. True. But there's so much going on with those tag titles. You've got Sasha and Bianca. You've got Dakota and Raquel. And there's a lot going on. So I don't know what's there's so much going on. I don't know what's going on. And, and I don't know. Maybe that's the point. They want it to be as confusing as possible. So you don't know where they're going to pull the trigger on this. Mm-hmm. Even though we think that it's definitely leading to them losing the belts to Sasha and Bianca, but what, mm-hmm. maybe it's not. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe they don't even have the belts by the time we get to fast lane. Right. Um, so yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. We shall see, but yeah. That was kind of, they kind of just threw that one away. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I do want to talk about Braun mm-hmm. and Shane. Um, this was one of the most painful things for me to sit through on Raw in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, wanted to change the channel because I'm like, this is not entertaining. I don't know what you're going for in just how long this took and they took to play this out. Cause I mean, Braun came in and the first stuff was fine. You know, he's upset. He demands his apology. You know, he's the big guy. I demanded, I want it. Shane come out and apologize. Shane comes out and apologizes. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm sorry. And leaves. And then, okay. Um, and then starts talking about when he gets up to the ramp, but you know, I would never call you stupid, you know, even if, even if you were, I wouldn't say it to your face, you know, and all this weird stuff. And somebody even made it, made a reference that it sounded like maybe Shane had forgotten his lines. But yeah, he kept dragging it out and dragging it out. And what's, what's your point? Get to the point. Yeah, but apparently that's not the case. This actually apparently went exactly how they wanted it to, which I don't understand. I've read that it's to make Shane uh be the one that they hate in this situation i i was unaware that people were hating on braun Strowman. i was unaware people didn't hate shane <laughs> yeah it's, and it's like uh <laughs> like have you guys watched the product <laughs> it's, it's like, what's going on here we still hate shane for winning the best in the world tournament <laughs> yes <laughs> but it's like like i said earlier this is obviously leading to a match mm-hmm. with shane versus braun at mania or Shane's, you know, proxy if he would bring somebody in to wrestle for him. But I'm sure it's going to be Shane. Yeah. Um, so, but it's like, I just, this is just such a dud for me. This was just, ugh. 
I, it just I, dragged. It dragged and dragged and dragged. It brought the show to a screeching halt. And like you said, you know, it appears to be leading towards another Shane McMahon WrestleMania match. And, you know, which women aren't going to be on the show? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what 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 match are we bumping to have this so Shane can mm-hmm. jump off something high or get thrown off something high? Is Liv Morgan going to be on WrestleMania? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, don't like this. Don't like where this is going. It's not needed. I'd rather, hell, I'd rather see Braun take on Lashley. Mm-hmm. Let that be his main opponent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. At least uh, two big beefy boys just, rah, you know, it'd be yeah. monstrous. And plus, Heck, you could, if, you, if you've got Lashley and Gold, if you've got Lashley and uh, Lesnar, bring Goldberg back rather than Shane. Yeah. And do Goldberg and Braun a rematch from last year. Yeah. Anything's better than Shane. Yes. Yes. Like, I don't mind him being kind of theirs, the kind of every once in a while authority figure to be that kind of foil and that bad no, guy. I don't want him wrestling. I just don't want him in the ring. Yeah, yeah. I don't want him to wrestle. Yeah, maybe. Well, hey, maybe they can save it. I know you guys listen to the podcast. I know you're secret because you steal our ideas all the time. Uh, have Shane bring Goldberg in to defend. There you go. There, there you, you go. go. You don't even have to pay us. Yeah, there you go. Much. Free. Free advice. Just make it happen so it's a better product, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> make we, us we, care. We advertise for us, though. So. Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, please. Uh, at least, you know, give us a little bit of a, a name drop, something. You know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Can so I, that was just. Send, send me the new Liv Morgan shirt. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, free merch. Send us merch. a free I'll merch. Take I'll take merch. Um, but, yeah, so didn't like that. Hope, hope this gets turned around. I hope we don't just get saddled with Braun versus Shane. I, really I think we are, though. Unfortunately, yes, I think yeah. that's where it's going. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's pretty well. No, then we had Randy Orton, of course, right. taking on AJ mm-hmm. and what what was a good match. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, we got some ooh, mystical stuff with Alexa Bliss. Uh, and again, teasing the pop goes the weasel, but stopping saying not yet. Yeah, not yet. Mm-hmm. But we know it's coming. Um, and I hope that they don't wait too long. My fear is that they wait too long and like, I don't want them to wait until fast lane. I think that because fast lane is only what, two weeks mm-hmm. before mania, I think. Uh, three weeks before three mania. weeks. Yeah. Still, I, I would like a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm betting they're going to wait till fast lane. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, but, uh, or maybe the raw after fast lane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I am I am excited to see where this goes. I'm loving the the character stuff from Alexa Bliss. She's been yeah. fire and just yeah. gold. Just not um, on TV enough for my taste, though. Yeah. We're I getting small we... doses of Alexa. I want large hours long doses of Alexa. I mean, and again, why can't we have this but also have her in a singles program? Right. Why not? Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So love Randy, that. Randy's married. Bring her in. Why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah. Um, but of course, yeah, uh Randy is about to have the upper hand in the match, and then Alexa comes on and then he starts doing the coughing up the weird black stuff. Mm-hmm, the Papa Shagogu. Uh, and then uh AJ gets the the flying forearm, the phenomenal forearm, mm-hmm. and picks up the victory. Um so good stuff here. Um, like I say, good match, good progression for the fiend and Randy Orton Alexa thing, uh, which like we say is almost hundred percent leading to a firefly Funhouse style match. Something, something at, crazy at mania. Um, uh, yeah. And that was raw. Um, 
So yeah, some interesting stuff. A few missteps. Still a decent show overall. Not as good as last week. Not as but, good as last week, but yeah, but not as bad as we have seen. No, definitely, definitely not. Ex- yeah. Again, except for the Braun Shane stuff, that was yeah. like the one big like what? <laughs> yeah, but everything else was was good. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, we also oh yeah, not quite all of that, but we also get Riddle versus Ali next week. Yeah, for the U.S. title. For the U.S. title. Um, um, I, I, I would hate for Riddle to have such a short title reign, but man, I would love Ali to be U.S. champion. Yeah, it's, I'm caught in that middle because I mean, I like Riddle. I like Riddle mm-hmm. a lot, but I and I don't, I don't want him to be a transitional champion because I mean, when he loses, then where does it leave him mm-hmm. in the pantheon of things? But Ali needs that belt. He needs and something. I think the the belt would be helped by Ali too. Yeah, no, he would definitely. make it about being the u.s champion specifically that's mm-hmm. what would be so great about ali winning this title but better than the intercontinental title or anything else it's specifically about being the u.s champion that's yeah. what would make it so great but i think yeah but both ali and retribution as a, a stable and as a storyline needs that next level and a title is what is going to do that i feel mm-hmm. and it'll get him closer to the main event spot yeah that i think so, it deserves so excited to see that now i didn't get to see this but uh tell us about peyton royce on raw talk yeah speaking of someone who's likely to not be wrestling at wrestlemania peyton royce was on raw talk and kind of addressing that very idea not wrestlemania specifically but how she works as hard as anybody and thinks she's as good as anybody and i i, I mean i think that's arguable she's certainly good enough mm-hmm. uh to to be in the mix and she's tired of seeing the same old people charlotte getting the opportunities yeah why not her um she said and i quote my potential haunts me um and, and meaning you know nobody wants to just be potential you want to follow through on it and actualize it at some point and she feels like she's never going to get the opportunity to do that. Um, and we've seen this before from Naomi and some others. And, you know, it's a, it's a constant battle in that division because um, they, they latch on to a Becky or Charlotte. And it's worse on Raw than it is on SmackDown. I mean, Bailey was champion for over a year. But, um, you know, she was doing good stuff with lots of people and getting yeah. them over and making them look good and making them better than they were. Um, whereas the way they book Charlotte and Becky, they just book them to, to destroy people. Mm-hmm. And then they don't do anything with those people they destroyed after and they just go away. Um, so raw has definitely been a, a harder place to be for the women. And that's where Peyton Royce is, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so she was expressing that frustration and, um, it probably wasn't a shoot, but it felt like a shoot. And, um, her voice was trembling. Like it felt real and it probably was mm-hmm. even if she, they told her to say it, I guarantee you she felt it. Um, and her voice was trembling and it, it was, it was good stuff. And who knows if anything will come of it. I hope so. Um, yeah. I don't want Charlotte and Oscar for the title of WrestleMania. No. I don't want Charlotte and anybody for the title of WrestleMania. Give Charlotte something else and let somebody else have a title shot at WrestleMania. Um, and I'd be fine with it being Peyton Royce, have her earn it at fast lane. Um, I don't know. It was, it was worth watching and I hope the right people saw it and take notice. 
Yeah, and like in my mind, uh, what I really hope is going on with Raw Talk and um, uh, uh, SmackDown or Talking uh, Smack, Talking Smack, because they Smack Talk. Uh, yes. Yeah, Talking Smack um, is that because we hear it all the time about all the promos are very heavily scripted. Um, but for me, it's like, what if Raw Talk and Talking Smack is where they don't script anything? And it feels that way. Yeah. And say, Hey, you're going to go on and we want you to do your own promo. Yeah. Do it. Um, And I really hope that's the case. And if if so, hopefully again, this outpouring with her emotion and everything, and it's a very viable point. It's like, can we not get somebody else in the mix? Mm -hmm. Why is it always the same ones? And maybe the right people will take notice and maybe she'll get a push. It would be very, very much welcome. I tell you what, I am very, I was a little upset. I did read somebody, um, I think on No DQ, they had an article where they were talking about the plans that were in place before Lacey got pregnant. Oh, I saw this. Which was for her to beat Asuka at Fastlane and then defend against Charlotte at WrestleMania. Yeah, and it felt like that was... We talked before that either that was going to happen or Charlotte was going to cost her the title. Yeah. Um, But it felt more like she was going to win. And yeah, dodged a bullet there, but... But again, it still leaves us... It's like, so that just means that Oscar is going to... Her days are numbered. Lose it to Charlotte at WrestleMania, which I think is just... uh, Yeah. But anyway... Soapbox. Uh, Talking Smack and Raw Talk, I think, are must-see shows every week. Like, every week, virtually every week, somebody is standing out on at least one of those shows. Yes. Um, And so they're must-watch for me, both of them. I enjoy. And they're fun. They're fun, too. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so definitely watch those. Uh, We'll wrap things up this week. We'll talk a little bit about, we mentioned earlier in the show about Peacock and the transition uh, of WWE Network going to peacock that is fastly approaching um the 18th i believe is the uh the start date mm-hmm. where it'll be on peacock and then april 4th is when the standalone network will uh, cease yeah at least in in, in, the, US. in the u.s um yeah. so i mean luckily for the people in the uk and the other countries they get to to hold on to it for a while i thought i wanted to leave the u.s over the last four years <laughs> now i really want to go now it's time to go um <laughs> But but yeah, and the what we've heard is um, a few things are going at least starting out are going to be a little rough. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to have the ability to jump to a match. Yeah, which uh, is convenient, but you can work around. That. You can work around. We didn't that. have that at the beginning of the network either. True, it was something that came in later. So that's that's annoying, but not a huge deal. We're also not going to have all the content at first. At first, yeah. Now, I, obviously, it's going to be a lot of content to migrate over to new servers right. and everything. So that's going to take some time. They said, hopefully, by August, by, by SummerSlam. SummerSlam. They said, by SummerSlam, everything should be over. My question is, how long have they known this deal was going to happen? Hmm. Could they not have been working on this so yeah. that when they launch, everything's there? Because like I, I, I said earlier, I've been watching the home video classics and I just discovered it. Yeah. And I'm loving getting to finally see all these all these VHS tapes and all these matches I've never gotten to see. For the first time today, I saw Tito Santana beat Greg Valentine for the Intercontinental title. I've never seen that match. 
And I saw it today for the first time. And there are lots of other matches I've never seen before that I'm trying to get to desperately before April 4th because I know I know home video classics is not going to be on there on April 4th. No, uh, it's not going to be one of the things. It's just like I, a lot of the Raw library, SmackDown library, uh, Nitro Stars, Wrestling Challenge, Saturday night's main event. I'm, I'm assuming when it first comes over, it's going to be mostly just the pay-per-views mm-hmm. and some of the documentaries. Um, On day one, um, they said it's just like, as far as pay-per-view goes, the WrestleManias. Wow. But I think by April 4th, I think they're going to have all the pay-per-views. Gotcha. So by the time the network shuts down, everything's up. But on day one, I'm not even going to sign up for Peacock until April 4th. I'm keeping my network as long as I possibly can. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, and um, and that's the other thing is they've said that you do have to re-sign up. Originally, they said it might just migrate over, but that right. is not the case. You will have to no. sign up for a Peacock. They do uh, have a deal yeah. going right now for the first four months. It's two fifty a month. You can pay 10 bucks and get the first four months. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think that's with commercials, though. I think that's oh, okay. with that ads. might be the, the ad one. I, yeah. have, I already have Peacock. Yeah, um, and I do the ten dollar, the no ads. The yeah, pre- that's what I'm gonna do. Is the, the no ads? Um, how do you like Peacock? How's the navigation work? When it first launched, it was very, very rough. Um, but I mean, I could say the same thing for Paramount Plus that just launched. Uh, first, Anything that just launched, first few usually, days, it's a little rough, rough. Mm-hmm. but it's not bad now. Um, you can do favorites and everything like that. So easy uh, to search, easy to find things as far as that I've used it for. Yeah. I okay. haven't had any real issues. Um, so uh, we'll see with the integration because again, with WWE, it's a little bit different because like one thing that we heard, we won't have at least for now, maybe by August we will, this is more of a quality of life thing is the ability to search for matches. Mm-hmm. I've actually never used the search. So that doesn't affect me. The search isn't great. Um, yeah. It's better I than tr- it I tried was. it and I couldn't get it to do what I wanted it to do. So I just stopped trying. To yeah, use it. they've yeah. improved on it. But now that's going to take another backseat. Um, uh, hopefully it'll hopefully it'll get everything back up and running the way that we know the network is now just running on Peacock. Um, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be a wait and see. Um, we're going to see because my my. Uh, network subscription ends like two days before the 18th um, mm-hmm. so i am not going to renew mm-hmm. i'll be without it for two days and then boom i'll have it on what, what day of the week is that you gonna miss anything oh let's see let's see let's see where's my calendar so the 18th is a thursday so no uh i shouldn't oh i might well no because i can watch nxt on usa so yeah i shouldn't miss any content other than what i would want to go on and catch like if i want to go back and watch something older Mm -hmm. um but as far as the current stuff i should be covered um because i'll have it back uh as long as talking smack is on the uh the peacock version Mm -hmm. yeah if they've got that up and running yet so right so i'll be roughing it for a week or so without yeah. the actual network before it's yeah. shut down. So yeah, but I'll be able to give you first impression thoughts of day one and going forward with how it's working. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. 
but yeah, uh, I'm gonna miss all my old stuff for a yeah. few months. I don't, I don't like. I they they shouldn't have transitioned until they could have everything because we are spoiled. They yes. have spoiled us. Yes, uh, yeah. I agree. I mean, if I can't find something to watch, I'll I'll just run and pick one of the little documentary things to watch. Like I love rewatching like the rise and fall of ECW, mm-hmm. WCW, the Monday Night War. Yeah, uh, special that they did with those like. 18 episodes or whatever yeah um, we all have our, our go-tos yeah, yeah. i saw ryan satin tweeted that he watches wcw saturday night every night as he's going to bed and you know that's not going to be there yeah no that's on, definitely on day one. There. so we all have our stuff we love our old stuff and i wonder if they underestimated how much we love our old stuff yeah it's like uh they need to take a page out of microsoft's book man microsoft did it right they knew that backwards compatibility was a big important thing people wanted to be able to keep playing their games mm-hmm. And they've delivered on that. Now we need uh, Peacock and WWE to do the same. Give yeah. us our old stuff. Yeah. It's like, why haven't you been migrating? Again, like you said, why haven't you been migrating this from day one of the announcement? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. then, it's like, come yeah. on. Or hold off. Hold off on shuttering yeah. until it's completely moved over. I mean, I get that you want... I mean, NBC wanted WrestleMania. You're right on their thing that's the big i think that's the big reason that it's happening so fast and yeah why we have to wait yeah um and of course uh fast lane is going to be that dry run um because yeah. it's going to be live they've done some sports stuff live on peacock before um haven't checked any of it out so i don't know what the quality is on that okay but i'm assuming it's going to be fine but we'll see but that's why they wanted to throw fast lane in before wrestlemania they got to get a test yeah so we'll see but yeah so that's the show this week uh good show good show lots of stuff to talk about covered a lot of ground uh what's What's something something? yep what's something you love (laughs) um i okay well we know several things that you love but what do you want to highlight yes yes um i yes Tom Nakano and her performance, but something we haven't talked about that I've loved over the past couple of weeks is that Cameron Grimes has created a feud for himself with the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Yes! Yes! <laughs> who probably doesn't even know who Cameron Grimes is. <laughs> I love the thing with the basketball. He kept screwing yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I have thoroughly been enjoying it. Just keep doing that. With yes. Cameron Grimes. Just keep doing that. Again, I said it before. We don't need him to be NXT champion. We don't need him to be North American champion. Just keep doing what you're doing with Cameron Grimes it is gold. Yes, agreed. Um <laughs> yes, I I I I almost want to say that too, but no, that was really that I've really enjoyed Cameron Grimes, what they've been doing with him. It's hysterical, it's great stuff. Uh for me. I actually didn't really get a chance to think about it, but I think I'm going to have to put it with Shaq. Uh, I'm going to have to put it with Shaq. I really, really enjoyed his debut in the ring with AEW and how they handled everything. I thought it was great. The only, the only minor botch, if you want to use that word, is that you know they put him in the ambulance and then he was seen getting out of the ambulance a few minutes later. <laughs> Just oh, I missed that. Okay, now not not on TV. Oh, this okay. was people in attendance that ah, cameras okay. and stuff. Like they, they didn't wheel the ambulance to the back. They just he just got out there at ringside <laughs> during the commercial okay. and walked in the back. Um, but no, really enjoyed his debut and can't wait to see what they have going forward with that. Yeah, but yeah, so that's our show. Hey, if you liked it, 
please share, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at plus WrestleCast. That's at P-L-U-S WrestleCast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steven at Bizarro Doom. You can find us on Facebook as well. Just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. And like I say, uh, let us know who your favorite masked wrestlers were, like our friends Nate and Shane did. Uh, let us know your three favorite guest referee spots, which is our three count for next week. And just anything you liked about the show, anything you liked in the world of wrestling uh, this week or coming up, let us know. Give us some feedback. But uh, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate the support. And we will talk to you next week right here on Positively Wrestling.